Hello, I'm Leanne Townsend, a family law lawyer and partner at Brody Thorning LLP. Welcome to Divorcing Well. In this week's episode, I'm talking with a real estate agent, Jonathan Davis, and our topic is how to find the professional who is right for you to sell your home. Often when people need to find a real estate agent and they don't have a referral, and even if they have a referral, the referral may not be the right person. So I thought this would be a really helpful topic to touch upon, to give people advice uh, on what questions to ask, what to look for. And I'm really excited to have Jonathan joining me today. John is a real estate agent with Keller Williams, and uh, he has a he, with Toronto's rapidly expanding real estate market. Jonathan's uh, experience and passion, and all of that comes into play to make him the perfect agent to help people find their dream home or dream property. It may not, you know, maybe it's an uh, investment property or whatever it might be. John grew up in New York uh, and at a young age realized the importance of owning a home. Uh, you know, it's a place where we laugh, share memories with family and friends and spe- on special occasions, enjoy home cooked meals, cookies, all that sort of thing. So our home is, is so important to us. And in the context of divorce, which is what this podcast is about, you know, the matrimonial home is often the biggest asset that people have when they're splitting up. So it is such an important um such an important asset and such an important topic. So welcome to the podcast, Jonathan. Thanks for having me. And why don't we start off, why don't you tell listeners just a little bit about your background uh, as a real estate agent and and how you uh, got into being a real estate agent? So um, for me, I I grew up in New York. So when I was around, I'll say 20 years old, I was listening to a gentleman online and he was pretty much talking about real estate and how, you know, there's no more land being made on earth and how ownership is really important. So I started to read more about it. And at that time I I felt like, okay, real estate is something everybody should own. Like it just made perfect sense for me. And when I was studying it, it, it just, everybody should own a home. So I got my real estate license in New York. Um, unfortunately, there, I practiced for a little while, and then I moved to Toronto. So the real estate market, obviously, in New York and Toronto, two different countries, United States and Canada, are different, and the education process is different. So I had to retake my education all over again here to show how I can compassionate him about real estate. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I got my real estate license in Toronto, um, Ontario as well. So And when did you join Keller Williams? So I joined Keller Williams about late last year. Okay. Um now, as you know, like the podcast is the listeners that I have are, you know, people who are going through separation and divorce and Selling the matrimonial home is something that, you know, often is done in the context of separation and divorce, um, or even if it's just one spouse selling it to the other, but, you know, often they're, they're both selling. So if someone is in the stage where, you know, they're still with their spouse um, Mm -hmm. and they're thinking about getting a divorce, but they haven't, you know, got a lawyer yet, or they haven't taken those next steps, um, what would be your advice on what stage they should 
actually consult with a real estate agent? Um, I would say as soon as that conversation is like confirmed, like I say, well, we're going to get a divorce. This is happening. You should consult with a real estate agent. Okay. Is there any advantage to doing it before like their, uh, their spouse knows or not? It's not really going to make a difference, um, you know, finding out what their house might be worth or, you know, whatever without their spouse knowing that they're even doing that yet. Or is, is there any sort of strategic advantage or anything? Um, so I wouldn't say there's a strategic advantage of that. Um, I think you should always consult with each other during that process. Um, you want to make sure that everybody is as happy as they can be in a stressful moment like that um, when it comes to selling their property. So definitely, I think they should go in together during that process um, to make that process as easy, easy as possible. Right. And for I mean, sure. and sometimes that's hard for sure when people are, you know, hate each other, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, in the context of yeah. a divorce or they don't trust each other, but yeah. So yeah, when it comes to situations like that, I'll say, um, you know, you might want to have different real estate agents, you know, and that's fine as well. If, if that makes the process easier for you, one person could have uh, one and the other person can have another and then you use your agents to consult with each other during that process. Right. And then that can maybe help, um, help them work together as a team yeah. Yeah. rather than as enemies. Yeah. Uh, because the, the, the real estate agent or salesperson, they want to do what's best for their client. So they would definitely do what's right by you and making sure, make sure your needs are met. Now, what is the difference between a real estate agent and a broker? And can you be both? So a real estate agent is, or a salesperson, they, they work with a brokerage, right? So to practice being a salesperson, you have to hang your license under a brokerage that accepts you and adds you to their, their, their team. Um, and, and all your deals as a salesperson will go through that brokerage. So when you sign up with a salesperson to work with, you're not signing up with that salesperson, particularly you're signing up with that brokerage behind that salesperson. Right. Okay. And, and uh, can some people be like both? They are a broker and an agent. Um, well, yes. So as a broker, you, you can buy and also sell home. You can still practice a uh, uh, real estate. But usually at that point, people will have uh, uh, an office and they will have agents, salespeople working under them. And, you know, they'll be more focused on growing a team rather than buying and selling homes at that time. But you can. You can be a solo broker and, and work for yourself selling and buying homes for sure. Okay. Um, now, what are some of the qualities that someone should look for in a good real estate agent? So that's something that people might, this is really important. So people should really sit down and when um, they're picking their agent and make sure that they are doing everything in, in their power. So 
the qualities I I will say people should look for are integrity, right? So making sure that that person is honest, um, is able to to be real with you, right? And not afraid to to tell you what it is, right? Not afraid to tell you what the situation is at that time. Um, Someone. How can you tell if someone's honest though? Like, you know, just cause they say they're honest, they might not be. So how, like how, what's a way for someone to gauge if they, you know, have integrity or they they are honest. Um, well, it'll be kind of hard to say, well, this person is lying or he's not telling me the truth. So I'll say if that person is telling you information that you don't want to hear, um, a lot of times, some people might just be yes individuals and they're just, you know, yes and yes and say yes about everything. And they will never give you any type of bad news at all. They want to make you happy because they want to keep you on as a client. But if a person is honest, then they'll tell you the bad news. They'll tell you no. They'll tell you, right. no, this is a bad idea. We shouldn't do this. Or, or in my professional opinion, we should take this route. Right. And, you know, those people are the, definitely the people who you want to, have those traits in when you are finding a salesperson um because it's very important um i always say if if your agent is afraid to fire you as a client then they're probably not the person for you you know you want to have somebody who's gonna say be able to be honest with you if that's like you know just to be real and, and 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 be able to tell you like listen this is what we need to do and this is the best way to go about you know buying this home or selling this home are there other qualities because i know i kind of jumped in there about the honesty but were there are there other qualities that you would suggest someone should look for when they're looking for a good agent so there are um someone who's punctual so someone who's able to give you the information that you need as fast as you need it um, who can answer your messages or your emails or take your phone calls. Um, someone who's pretty much, a, who's going to be there when you, when you need them to be there. Um, you know, they're not, they, they don't have too much on their plate, right? Um, that's also very important as well. You want to make sure that anybody that you hire is able to, to, have the much time with you as possible that makes sense yeah now does the firm behind the agent make any difference i mean you know there's so many you know royal lepage remax uh, keller williams chestnut park you know here in toronto there's tons of different ones and then there's like smaller ones even um yeah. you know does that make any difference um i will say yes um you you have like you say you have all these different um, brokerages out there and you know it's kind of hard to see which one is the best one and who should I go with and you know my my friend told me this brokerage was great and my other friend told me this brokerage is good but it all comes down to what you what you want as an individual what you need as an individual um, some of the some of the big brokerages you know they they might have a lot of good training um, for their agents. So their agents are up to date with the, the laws that are going on, the regulations that are changing or being updated. Um, you know, and that's, and that's some, probably the most important thing that 
um, the real estate market is like as far as the laws go and, and the regulations. That's like really important. Like they don't play with that type of stuff here. Like you know, if you're not following the, the laws and the regulations, you you will be in trouble. So you want to make sure that the firm that you uh, go with is up to date with everything, right? That their T's are crossed and their I's are dotted. As you know, some of the 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 smaller brokerages or you know more independent brokerages, you know, you want to make sure that they are able to keep up to date what what's going on. Um, obviously, if somebody is a senior in the business, then their work will speak for themselves as far as you know how good they are with keeping up with those type of things but you know it's it can be it can be a, a process to 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 pick the right firm the right brokerage but you know if you ask the, good, the right questions then you know you'll get you'll you'll get what you're looking for what's more important between like the agent and the firm so if someone you know or maybe they're equally important, but, you know, if someone's referred to somebody, an agent, and they like the agent, but, you know, it's some firm they've never heard of or whatever, um, or versus, you know, just phoning up some one of the big firms and saying, you know, I need an agent, and you just kind of get the agent on duty. Um, what, if, what, what one is more important for somebody? So I'll say for, for the most important, it will be the agent. Um, that's the person you'll be working with um, one-on-one. So that's, that's the most important pick there. Um, the brokerage, if they are a good brokerage, then like I said, they'll give good training. You know, they'll keep their agents up to date on what's going on. But as a real estate agent, you are pretty much your own business, right? So it's up to the agent to make sure that they up to date because the brokers can give information, but if the agent is not reading up on it, it doesn't make a difference. Right. So exactly. So you want to make sure that that agent is the right fit for you. Um, so I'll say the agent will probably be the most important pick out of those two. Okay. Now when someone's selling their house, I mean, I've sold a couple houses over the years, so I, I can certainly relate to this. You know, we all want to get, the best, you know, price possible. We want to maximize, you know, our profit or, you know, minimize our loss if we're selling at a loss. But, um, you know, listing price is really important, uh, you know, to a seller. And, you know, so often, you know, people get a few agents that come in and give, you know, to give a, a price. Should someone always use the agent who gives them the best list price? So the listing price, and people, I often tell people that the listing price is not necessarily the price that you're going to get, right? So the listing price is not, it's important, but the strategy that the agent uses to sell the property is more important. Um, if you list a house below the market, it can cause, you know, a lot of bids might go in because, you know, people are going to be more interested. So the price might even go even higher than what the, the seller's listing price, what the, what, the, what the seller wanted. Right. So, yes, it's, a, it's, an, 
it's important, but you want to make sure you listen to your agent and see what strategies that they're going to use to best sell your house to get the best price that you want. It's not always about listing it at the highest possible price because a lot of times people think, oh, well, I, I can get this much for this house because this person sold that. And that might be true, but how did they sell that house? You know, and what was the process they did to sell that property? What, what step did they take to sell that property? So your agent will know like, okay, and this, for this particular house at this particular time, at the particular price point, this is probably the best strategy to go ahead and, and to sell your property and to list it at a lower price. You know, people will, will, will look at that and say, oh, that's a good deal. You get a lot of people interested. It causes a lot of interest. So then the price might go up because people are outbidding each other. So right. you, know, you have to look at it at, in, in that point of view as well for a lot of people. Um, just because the agent says, I'm going to list your, I'm going to list your, your home at the, the highest, best price. doesn't necessarily mean that, the, that they can, that you're going to get a lot of interest or they can sell at that price. Um, so it's, it's a process. And this is why I always tell people to get to hire an agent, right? Because you, you don't know what you don't know. So, you know, the average person might say, well, obviously I want to list it because that's how much I want. But the agent with the experience will tell you, okay, well, you want this price, but we can cause this to happen by listing it at this price. And you might even get more money than what you originally wanted. So go listen to your agent. And, and, and trust the process. Is there a problem with listing it too high? Like, does that pose problems for a seller uh, down the road? Um, yes, for sure. Um, yeah. If you list a property too high, there's a chance that nobody will buy it at all because it's just too high. You know? Right. They, they, they might feel like, oh, no, I'm not going to buy this property. It's way too high. And I can just go elsewhere and just get a house at a cheaper price. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a market of, of buyers and sellers, and you're not the only seller in the market, right? So you have to kind of price your, your home at, at, a perfect, at a perfect spot to, to sell and to also draw interest as well. Um, you kind of have to stand out in front of all the other thousands of properties on the market as well. And, you know, that's, that's, that's where the agent comes in with the expertise and they will pretty much make your house stand out for you. If they're good at their job, you know, they can make your house even be on TV or in the media, you know, (laughs) (laughs) it can definitely happen, but that's why you have to trust the process and let your agent do what they're best at. Um, So what would be three questions that, a seller should ask an agent before listing with them? So I'll say the three most important questions you should ask is the agent a full-time or a part-time agent. So people might think, oh, you're part-time. I'm not going to pick you because you're not going to be able to, to be on a job. Or are you full-time? I'm going to pick you because you're going to show me all your attention. No, it's not, it's not about that. It's, it's like, okay, so either or are not bad or good, right? So what do you want as an as a individual 
and who you hire. So as a full-time agent, is that agent going to be able to give you their full attention? If you're a full-time agent, you probably have more than one client, right? So you want to, you know, so you might be fifth on a list or, you know, sixth on a list. We don't know. So are you able to honestly say like, okay, this person's going to give me their full attention. Is that what you're really wanting from a full-time agent? Versus a part-time agent, he might only have you or, or one other person. He could give you their full attention, right? So right. it's just really about what you want as an individual um, and how much time you want spent on you as an individual and during this process. Um, I know some people might, you know, might work a full-time job, so they can't, they, you know, they might not want a full-time um, agent or somebody that's going to be there all the time. They just want them to do what they do and send them, maybe send them properties or they're trying to sell properties, send them updates of what's going on and, and go about their lives. Other times people might want to be hands-on and they're doing the process, you know. Um, they might be there helping you fix up the house and stage the home and other things like that. And they wanted you to be there all day. Um, so a part-time agent might be able to give you that that time. You know, they could right. probably give that one-on-one time and be there with you all day as a full-time agent might only be there for a couple of hours and have to go show another home for another client elsewhere at a different time you know during that day so yep. you have to it's, it's, a, it's a juggle but you have to find out what, what best works for it and that's really always what it comes down to um the second point i would say is, is important is um do this do the agent have you know a personal assistant team staff behind them and I say that's important because when you hire an agent, who else are you hiring? Are you hiring just the agent? Are you hiring the agent and their team? Like, are their brokerage going to help them? Or you have opportunity to, to use the resources that the brokers provide? Are they by themselves? Um, because, like, for me personally, when, if you hire a, a, a person like me, you're going to have the whole Keller Williams behind you. Right. Right. Versus you hire somebody who works by themselves or their own, you know, solo individual, you just might have them. Right. So right. you want to like, you know, so what do you want? in an agent it kind of really depends on, you know, what, how much you, how much help like what 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 size of team you want to help sell your home or, or to buy a home in particular right um you know at keller williams it's like a big family over there so we we all work together there's no big egos over there we don't hide things and things like that from each other information it's like no like oh you you have a client wants to sell a home okay we'll be there to help we one big team one big family and we'll help each other so, because it's all about the client at the end of the day. You know, it's all about the client at the end of the day. So, I think that's a, an important thing people should look for. And then also, the, my next question will be like, you know, how are we going to communicate during this process? Right. You know, um, I know a lot of a lot of people nowadays, and especially young um, agents, they are on the phone all the time, they're texting and and things like that. But a lot of older um, 
sellers, they might not be a texter, so they might want to have phone conversations over the phone or want to just speak face to face. So you want to just make sure you have that down as far as how we're going to communicate with each other, um, how we're going to share information with each other, uh, you know, sending contracts, are we going to send them online or are you going to come here and have me sign things personally, fax it to each other. So I think that's also a very important point because when you end up in the heat of negotiation, you want to make sure that you are able to be reached as an agent and then also as a, as a client. You know, you want to make sure there's no hookups and communication that I'm able to reach you as soon as I can. I have information. I'm able to call you. Um, you might have, you might have one morning, one phone. You might have phone for work and phone for personal use. What phone I'm going to call? Or do you better communicate over text? You know, even or even social media for that matter. Are you always on Facebook all day, and <laughs> you know, you, you just say message me on Facebook with any new information. You know, so and uh, for me personally, I have an app, so you can even contact me on that. Like, does does a person have an app that they're using, and you want to communicate with them over, over their app that they have? You know, so I think those are the the, the three best like you know questions that they should ask their their agent before listening with them okay so those are, i think those are great questions um what about red flags like are there certain red flags that someone should watch for or be aware of yeah so agents you know real estate agents and the real estate and the real estate business real estate in general it gets a bad rap because i know there's a lot of you know, unsavory people out there who are really just out for their own. So you want to make sure that any agent that you work for, um, you're pretty much looking out for these these points. So are they familiar with the area that you want to buy in or sell? And um, that's probably the most important thing because obviously. If they don't know what the houses are selling for in that area or what the community is like in that area, then it's probably not going to be a good fit for you, right? I mean, you have to be able to know what type of house that you're selling, um, you know, what type of the prices that the house are going for in that area, um, how people are in that area, the community, and, and you know, do, do you want to live with these people or do the people, you know, to, when you market in a property, you might be marketing to a certain demo, well, not certain demographic, but a certain, um, certain, like people who might work a certain job, or they want to live close to the train line, or they want to be able to walk or ride their bike in this neighborhood, you know, things like that. So you want to make sure that the agent is able to, it's able to do that and market the property appropriately, especially if you're selling your home. That um, makes sense. Right. So the next point. I'll say you should watch for is when they are showing you properties or sending you properties, they get asked the proper questions, the important questions. You know, I have clients in the past who needed properties, um, who had properties sent to them and they'll get excited about it. But then the agent didn't ask the proper questions about can they, could they, could they do certain things that they needed done to that property? And then the, the the landlord or the salesperson, they might say like, oh, no, you can't do that. 
So then it's like, you're sending me these things and I can't do what I want in these places. So why are you sending me these things? You didn't ask the proper important questions, right? right. So it's in my time, you're wasting your time. And I think, you know, that happens a lot. That happens a lot. Um, people, you know, some agents can be real, you know, hands off in the process and not really paying attention to what you want. They're just kind of real surface. So you just want to make sure that the person is, is communicating with the, with the, with you to, you know, let you, the, let, let you know, like, okay, this is what, this is what I'm asking because this is what you want and, and they can get you what you want. So that way the process is more smooth and it's not a hassle on, on, on each other and nobody gets angry at the end of the day, right? Because everybody's happy. Yeah. Um, I said another important point is um, are they familiar with certain properties? So if you have a certain style home, um, what issues might come up with these homes? What things they need to look out for? Uh, are these built style homes what year was it built in you know um this house was born i mean built in this certain period so these homes usually had these issues so you want to make sure that the person is able to recognize it and understand that okay we should look at these areas before we sell make sure they're okay um get an inspection in here to make sure that certain things are all right before we sell um, if they, because some people, some agents might not do that. Um, you know, once again, I heard a bunch of horror stories about certain things like that, where people would, you know, buy a home and then after the fact, they realized that there was something in the home that's going to, they have to change, you know, and it's going to cost them thousands of dollars to get it fixed now. And the agent didn't, didn't look up this information or have the house checked out properly. Right. So you want to make sure that the agent that you're working with is familiar with the properties that they're selling or want to buy, help you buy and make the process as smooth as possible. That makes a lot of sense. Um, what if somebody you know, doesn't know an agent um, and, you know, they ask their friends, family, nobody sort of has a referral for them. What's the best way for them to go about finding a good agent? So, you know, if you don't know the agents or you just moved to a place you're just new to the city or a certain area, um, I say the best way to go about finding an agent would be to just go to your local brokerage. Um, be hands-on as possible. Talk to people in the brokerages. Get to know the agents there. Ask the questions that you want to ask. And that's probably, uh, honestly, the, the, that's the best way. Obviously, there's, you can ask people that you work with. But, you know, those people might be biased towards a certain agent. So you really are, are not sure. So, the, you know, the best way is to be as hands-on as, as much as you, as you can when you're looking for an agent. That makes um, sense. You know, you have social media as well. But, you know, once again, social media, everybody's going to pick themselves up as being the best. So, you know. Right. And social media is not necessarily accurate, right? You know, right. it's. Someone can be good at social media, but not necessarily be a good, you know, real estate agent. Yeah, for sure. And so you want to make sure that, you know, when you're looking at social media, that you can recognize that and understand, okay, you know, they're going to put their best foot forward or 
information not be accurate. So, you know, you know, not necessarily a, might be a good agent for you. So that's why I say the best way is to just go locally and talk to people at the, at the brokerages one-on-one face-to-face that makes sense um yeah we're taping this podcast during COVID-19 which you know I remember speaking to um another real estate agent when I back in March um when I was doing a podcast and COVID the whole COVID thing had just started and certainly at that time I didn't think we'd be sitting here in June uh still in the situation that we're in um so I know a question that's on a lot of people's mind is how has COVID-19 affected the market? So there's two points to this question that, that I can answer. So there's a short term and there's the long term effects of COVID. Um, the short term effects, obviously things slowed down a little bit. Um, it didn't come to a, a complete halt, but things definitely slowed down. So, you know, people were probably who were planning on selling their homes, this put a, a pause on that. People who were probably planning on buying a home, they put a pause on it because they weren't sure how COVID was going to affect the market in the short term, whether they're going to lose their jobs or how, you know, when the stock market crashed, you know, they might have lost their down payment but they had the money in the market. So they couldn't, you don't put a down payment anymore. Or, you know, like I said, they got laid go from their jobs. So you want to, you know, in the short term, things went on pause. Um, if people were already in the buying process as far as negotiations go, or, you know, they, they signed the contract to buy, they probably, they close as, as fast as possible. Um, and the same thing on, you know, on the seller side. So in the short term, things came to a halt and, and on a long term, um, we don't know. And I know a lot of people might say, oh, this is going to happen in the future. And, you know, oh, we should, you know, market's going to keep on going up or it's going to drop down. But the honest, question, the honest answer is we, we don't know. Um, nobody knows what the future is going to hold, especially with COVID-19, because it's so unprecedented. Um, we never really faced, you know, something like this in the market before. Um, yeah. So we can't be a hundred percent sure how things will be. Um, we can look at the past and and kind of put okay how the market reacted to certain you know crashes in the past. But you know, COVID nineteen is was a virus, right? It wasn't like an economic thing that happened or um, a certain sector bubble pop. Um, so it, it's, and, and it's still going on right now, as, as you said. So in the, in the long term, we, we, nobody can be a hundred percent sure how it's going to affect the market long term. Um, but I will say this is that if you are planning on buying, buy, if you're planning on selling, sell, cause you can never time the market. Right. Right. That's really good advice because you right. uh, you know what that's so true. You got to go about your life, right? Whatever yeah. you need to do, do it, and yeah. don't try and time things. Yeah, you can never time the market. So if you are interested in buying or selling, just go right ahead and and, and do that um, if you can. Um, because like a, you, you can't you can't time it. Nobody knows what tomorrow is going to bring, and that's just the truth. 
Um, now, what are some of the challenges um, of selling for a, for a seller, those who wants to sell their home, but they're going through a divorce? What are some of the challenges that come up with that type of situation and how can that seller or that couple, you know, best manage those challenges? People who are going through divorce, the challenges, like I said, um, challenges is going to be a lot of, with some, a lot of challenges back and forth. Um, it might not be seen eye to eye. So I say the best way to mitigate those is each person can get a, a different agent to, to um, speak on their behalf. Um, have people have an um, agent. One one partner has an agent. The other person has an agent. And they tell that their agent, you know, what they want. Um, and the agent will go about getting that done for them. Um, obviously, going through divorce is a high stressful, high emotional, you know, event in someone's life. So, if you know, they need to be, you know, away from the other individual or, you know, they don't want to speak to the other individual, you can have their their agent speak for them. So that would definitely help mitigate, you know, some of those, you know, issues um, yeah. during that process, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, well, thank you so much for joining me today. You've been a really great source of information for listeners who are looking, uh, you know, to buy or sell a home. Um, if listeners would like to work with you or they have questions, how can they best find you? So you can find me on social media. I'm on Instagram um, as Mr. Jonathan Davis. You can also contact me on Facebook at Jonathan Davis Homes. And also, you can contact me on my website at jonathandavidshomes.com. Well, again, thank you so much, Jonathan. I appreciate uh, you sharing all your expertise with my listeners. And no thanks to thanks listeners for, for tuning. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thanks to listeners for tuning in. Uh, please like, subscribe, and keep coming back. I definitely appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you for joining me on Divorcing Well. If you have any separation or divorce questions, you can get in touch with me via my website at www.leannetownsend.ca.